Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Good Good Life. I'm your host, Jan Jones, and it is going to be extra good and extra fun today. I cannot wait for you all to meet the guest that is joining me. But first, if you're a regular listener, you know I want you to say it with me. I am awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic, because I know I sure am. It has been quite a hectic week for me, and you all just bring so much joy to my life, knowing that you're out there listening, and you're enjoying your good, good life, and you help me to enjoy mine. So let's all just take a breath in and let it out slowly. Oh, it's good. It's good to release a little tension, get a little extra oxygen to our brain. Heaven knows I need a little extra oxygen sometimes. I feel like I'm inhaling a lot in life, you know, like, (gasps) oh, it's so good to exhale, isn't it? And I want you to claim this with me. Something good is going to happen to me today, and something good is going to happen through me today. If you can't find the kindness that you're looking for, then you be the kindness that you're looking for. All right, so here is what I have in store for you today. It is all about blooms. We are talking about blooming in life. And I got to tell you, isn't it so nice? And just a little extra surprise when out of the blue, you see something blooming either in your yard or a neighbor's yard or in front of a business building. It's like, oh my goodness, look at that little flower bloom right there. It wasn't even time. Everyone else bloomed. And then there's this little late bloomer. And it just adds so much joy and sunshine and just a little extra surprise in life. Do y'all feel that way? Because I know I do. And that is why today we are talking about how late bloomers are still bloomers. You know, we have all heard the sayings and the cliches that it's never too late to follow your dreams, or, you know, better late than never, or even the one that I find myself saying more and more, oh, age is just a number. And, you know, we love to say these things, but do we really take them to heart, or does it just make us feel good to hear them and to say them? Well, I'm going to tell you, after today, 
If you have not been taking these little cliches to heart, you're going to be motivated and inspired to do so because my guest definitely took these to heart, that it's never too late to chase your dreams. And age really is just a number. It doesn't matter where we are in life, that we can always chase our dreams. So we are going to hear... For my guest, Sunny Brown, we're going to hear a little bit about her journey, her transition into a new dream, and all the fun that came with that. So before we hear from Sunny, I want to give you a little bit about who she is. Sunny Brown is a comedian. She's an entertainer actor, and writer. I feel like we've got just a superstar with us today. In fact, we do. I know we do. She has written and performed two one-woman shows, one called Confessions of a Glamorous Mind and the other one, An Invisible Woman, The Disappearing Act of a Woman Over 50. She wrote and performed with the all-female comedy review, Feminine Hijinks, and not long ago, she performed in the pilot variety show, High Heels Cabaret. Sunny recently took a very dramatic turn, la la la, and she starred in a drama film called Allison's List. She loves making people laugh and believes that comedy has the power to bring people together. And I could not agree with her more. If you can be anything in life, be a dreamer. And that is exactly what Sunny Brown is. Welcome, Sunny, to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Jan. Uh, I'm so thrilled to be here on your podcast, Good Good Life. I love your whole message, and you have such great energy and just your message, and I'm just thrilled to be here today. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Sunny. Well, um, there's just a big love fest going on between us because I just absolutely instantly bonded with Sunny when I met her. And we met through our dear mutual friend, Edie Hand. And if That's you cool. all remember, my wonderful listeners, that Edie Hand wrote a book called True or Women of True Grit. And Sunny is actually featured in this book. And I want our listeners to hear just a little bit before we get into how you really began to chase your dreams and at what point you started chasing your dreams, because I, I think it is such a fascinating and wonderful, inspiring story. But I would love for our listeners to hear a little bit about the gritty moments that you have persevered through and you really developed um, a way to cope and to push through some challenging family situations. But this is directly connected with what you're doing now and being a professional actress and comedian and all of the things that you're doing. And 
you know, how it really started in your childhood. Would you share just a little bit um, about that and, you know, how humor really played a part in your life early on and you kind of didn't even realize what you were doing? Can you share a little bit with our listeners? Absolutely. Well, yes, we did meet through Edie Hand and her Women of True Grit, um, and which I am so honored to be featured in her book. I, um, yes, I didn't really, as you say, I didn't really realize at the time how uh, humor was helping me through. I did have some challenging uh, situations growing up. I um, had an immediate family member who was an alcoholic and struggling with alcoholism. And, you know, if anyone is in that situation, you realize how it affects everyone in the family. And um, so I, I did like, again, I didn't realize, but I humor, we actually, even amidst, in the midst of all of that, my whole family really did have a witty sense of humor, you know, so it was around me. We really did um, see the humor in things and laugh a lot. So that I think maybe, and I'm just thinking this now, maybe that was the way we all were coping <laughs> with it. I haven't actually thought of that until right now. <laughs> so um, I, again, and also my parents always referred to me as Gracie, you know, when I would do something or say something that made them laugh. And I didn't understand what they meant. It sort of bothered me because I wasn't trying to be funny, you know, I was, I was being serious. And they would say, oh, there was this old comedian, this woman, and her name was Gracie Allen. She was part of George Burns and Gracie Allen. And she was a comedian. She would say such, but you sound just like her, you know, when I was little. So I think that was always in me. But I just didn't know it. I didn't recognize it for what it was. But I think humor was a way that we all did. Um, you know, what we used to cope with such a, a, a situation that was fraught with, with um, you know, uncertainty. You just mm -hmm. didn't know what was going to happen, what was going on when someone, you know, in the immediate family has an alcohol issue. Yeah. And, you know, I think that so, and thank you. Thank you for sharing that because I think so many people can relate to circumstances and situations in their life. And I absolutely love the way you put it. There's so much uncertainty when you're yes. dealing with any type of an addiction in your immediate family, a loved one, a friend, you know, whatever it is. But I think that it was magnified for you and it would be for anyone that it is in your immediate every single day living that you mm -hmm. were dealing with this, you were seeing this, you're observing this and you were watching this. Um, and so I, I find it so interesting that even at a very young age, they were referring to you, your family was referring to you as a professional comedian, calling you Gracie. <laughs> and, yes. I, you know, one thing that I talk about a lot is the gifts mm -hmm. and the talents that we as people have. And you have a true gift, a, a comedic timing, talent. It, it offers new perspective. It can pivot a very serious situation and not 
to trivialize or dismiss that, but to offer a little light in some darkness. And I think you have a gift. And I love that you said, I didn't realize that I had these gifts. And that's what happens to people. We don't know what our own talent is because it's so instinctive to us. It's how God wired us and made us. And I think it's just beautiful that this was part of how you really rose above a very challenging home life. Yes. And, you know, I think it's something that can be used throughout life. And we all have challenges throughout life. You know, we don't just get through one and that's it. And I think humor is a way, a really healthy way to cope with those kinds of situations. And so I um, I developed that skill to, to do that. Now, it can become a crutch, I think, as well. So, I, you know, uh, so I think you do have to to recognize, you know, what you're using and 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 have it be constructive help help you in a good constructive way. Oh, that's that is such a great point to just remind our listeners that we don't want to use anything as a crutch, you know, particularly humor because we've got to face the challenges, but there's there is that great blend and balance to yes. use it. And yes. you have you have really found that. And and I absolutely also, I just, I love, I, I use the word love a lot. Everybody knows I love living and I try to live loving, right? That's my whole tagline. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yes. how you have developed this skill of comedy, humor, like you said, you believe this really is powerful. And I agree with you, Sunny, that it's powerful. It brings people together. And I want everyone to hear how you transitioned into this new career, because one could say that you had really chosen quite the conventional life. You know, you married the love of your life. You had two beautiful children and mm -hmm. they grew up and they moved out. And so yes. you and your husband, Billy, were empty nesters. You had yes. been a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And then what happened <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yes, I am definitely a late bloomer. And we were, we, uh, we were facing the empty nest. And I think a lot of us, uh, women, especially maybe, especially if you stayed home and that was your career is raising your, your children and, and running the home. And then it changes so abruptly, even though, you, you know, you've got 18 years to prepare, <laughs> it still changes abruptly. And I think we say, oh, what's next? And you could get really kind of, uh, sad about that, or you could approach it with curiosity. Oh, what's next? What's there? What am I doing? <laughs> what, what am I doing now? And that was kind of the case for me. Um, and again, I, I don't know that I sat down and asked that with a, you know, a plan like, Oh, what is my next plan? It was more of a, Oh, what's going on? What am I going to do now? You know, and it came in such a, the answer came in such a surprising way, and also in a series of steps, right? That uh, 
that just kind of built one on the other, even leading up to that moment when I became an empty nester. So I, I don't know if you want me to sort of tell you the lead up to it, because a lot of yes, people, I think, yes. find themselves in that situation. Yes, well, share the lead up. And I, love, I also love, I mean, you're so hilarious. You're like, I had 18 years to prepare for this, but it came so abruptly, right? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> that is just so hilarious to me. Um, but yeah, share the, share the series leading up to this aha moment that you have shared before, because I find it fascinating. Oh, well, thank you. Well, yes, uh, just a little bit, a couple of years maybe before my oldest son went off to college. And this was at a time when blogs were just starting. People were just beginning to blogging, you know, and we all know what that is now, but it was at the very early stages of that. And I remember saying, because my kids were, you know, when they get that age of high school and going off, they're there with their friends, they're driving. So they're not around a lot. So you start having a lot of time prior to that, you know, a little bit of time to start feeling for yourself. And I said, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to start a blog. And of course, everybody left the room because as you know, Jan, when I sit down at the computer, <laughs> I'm always having to have help. And so I, I love um, it. I everybody left the room. <laughs> yeah, everybody left the room. And what are you going to write about? They said, what are you going to write about? And I said, you know, I have absolutely um, just an idea that I'm going to write about that you can enjoy your life wherever you are. Even here in Birmingham, there's so many wonderful things. So I'm going to call it My Birmingham, and I'm going to blog about all the exciting, fun things going on in Birmingham. So <laughs> that's what I started doing. And then, you know, I no one was reading my blog as far as I knew. And I was just doing it more of an exercise and, and just to try something new, curiosity. What is this? So I, uh, not long after that, maybe about... Within the year, I found myself seated at a dinner next to a gentleman who was starting a new magazine, it turned out, and Joe O'Donnell, and he was starting B Metro Magazine, and he asked me if I would write a column for his magazine. I was like, well, what do you want me to write about? And he said, write about what you blog about. And I had no idea anyone was reading my blog. I just had, it was, and it scared me to death to know that someone was reading my blog. So, you know, a takeaway from that is you just need to, to explore your interests and mm -hmm. things that, that you be curious about. And um, you never know where that's going to lead, even just do it for yourself. And so, Absolutely, because it only takes one right person to read it, right? Yes, apparently so. So I did start writing that column and, a, you know, a year into it, I felt personally that something was missing in it, but I wasn't sure what it was. And I had been invited to really speak at events based, you know, on writing for the magazine. And I, it was going very badly. <laughs> And I wasn't sure, you know, what was missing again. And then one night I woke up. I mean, one morning I woke up and I had had a whole show, one woman show in my head. I had dreamed it based on my column. 
And I realized, oh, this is the perfect way for me to get the message across and have it be more uh, entertaining. I still didn't realize it was funny. <laughs> I still didn't realize this yet. And so it took me seven months to write that show. And that was my first one-woman show, Confessions of a Glamorous Mind. And I'd never done anything like that before, ever. And I, it was, it was a success, I have to say. I wasn't expecting anything from it. And it really moved people. And when it was over, I'm sort of condensing this because we don't have time for this whole thing. Oh, yeah. when it was, yes. So when it was over, I was really kind of down. Again, I was like, oh, what's next? You know, because it had consumed me for better part of a year. And my friend Jan said, oh, yeah, that's the post-show blues. You know, I said, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. And I was really sort of, in that moment, what's next and what am I going to do now? And that's when I really had an epiphany. And I've told you about that, Jan. And it was, it did, it was life-changing and it did pivot my, my whole life, my whole world from that moment. And the first thing I realized was how funny my show had been. I didn't realize that it was so funny when I was writing it and doing it. I just did it naturally the way I would do it. And then I had this voice just come straight into my head. And it was that aha moment, that light bulb. And said, oh, oh, I'm funny. <laughs> that was truly, it was a total different uh, conception of myself. Yeah. of how I saw myself and who I was and realized, oh, that's my gift to give. Not only was it my gift to myself from the universe, from God, from whatever you want to call the creator, um, but it was my gift to give too. Yeah. It was the gift to me to give back. So I had in that moment it was such an experience and for, it lasted for four and a half days that I wrote every humorous, funny thing that had ever experienced or come into my life came flooding into my consciousness. And I mean, and I just wrote for four and a half days, I wrote. And at the end of that four and a half days, I was, I was startled. I was confused. I didn't know what it meant. I had whole jokes. I had monologues. I had sketches. I had partial jokes. I, it was, it was, I had so much material, and I didn't even understand it. I didn't understand what it was for. And so not only am I a late bloomer, I'm also the last to know. <laughs> I'm always the last to know. Because I, I remember telling my friends, oh, I'm funny. I'm funny. And they were like, oh, I know. We know. <laughs> you know, how did you know? Um, and again, I have come to understand there is a difference between being witty, you know, in every day and then being able to craft a joke. You know, yeah. there's, a, there's a structure. There's a structure to writing and crafting a joke, you know, the setup and the payoff and, of course, timing. And so after that, I was talking to another friend of mine 
<laughs> I thought, this is how clueless I still was. I thought maybe I need to go and and work somewhere where I can observe people being funny, <laughs> humorous situations, comedy. I still I didn't understand it. And <laughs> I thought maybe the comedy club is where people would be funny. And I've never been to the <laughs> I, that makes sense. A comedy club, you might find some funny people there. Yeah. So this sounds crazy, I know, but it truly was this just beating me over the head, you know, uh, telling, trying to nudge me into understanding myself and who I was. And, and, and I think that's the thing, right? Know thyself, you know, know who you are. Mm-hmm. And so I called the comedy club actually <laughs> to see if they had any any openings for a job. And the woman thought I was calling to see if there was an opening for an open mic <laughs> for me. <laughs> and when it when I realized what she was saying, this is on a Tuesday, and she said, Well, I actually just have had a slot open up for this Friday. And I said, Oh, Friday. She said, Do you want to go on stage? And I said, On stage. And I was thinking in my head, Oh, okay. Well, you know, I do have this, I have all this stuff I've just written. <laughs> Maybe I could use some of that. <laughs> and so I was contemplating. I thought, Well, I can say yes. Billy, my husband's going to think I've lost my mind. And then I can call back and, and cancel. So when I told him, he goes, Well, why not? I said, sure, why not? I said, well, yeah, why not? And I think that's another good thing, you know? Why not? Say yes. Just all sorts of new things, no matter how crazy they might be. So I did. I went to that Friday night and performed a, a monologue that I had written in my epiphany that I, I had no idea what it was for. And so I did not realize that it was a contest that night. And and I was a co-winner. And so they asked me if I would come back and do it in their big main stage supper club room. Mm. And I said, well, when is it? And they said, in two weeks. And I said, well, why not? Right? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Why not? That's a good mantra, I think, to have in life. Why not? It is. So, (laughs) yes. Uh, Do do you want, is there anything you want to say? You want me to keep going? No, I'm just like, this story has, is just filled with so many nuggets of um, wisdom and pearls of wisdom. Because the one thing that just keeps repeating in my head is that we need to be willing to be interrupted by God because he is going to direct our paths like in the direction where he has gifted us. And, and I think that that is your whole, why not? That is a beautiful mantra because I think that we, as people, we do a wonderful job of talking ourselves 
out of things because yes. we think it's too crazy or it's too big or it's too daunting and uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. And you just, you just went full force and it is to me absolutely hilarious and adorable that you said, okay, why not? I'll do an open mic. And it was a contest and you won it on your first try out, which absolutely explains why it was put on your heart to sit there and write a monologue for four days because, you know, you got to use it very quickly after that epiphany. And, you know, you said it, this all, there were steps leading up to this, but when it actually happened, it was quick because- You had opportunity right in front of you, and you were looking for it. You did the legwork. You called the comedy club. And I think that's just another big takeaway for me and for our listeners that we got to look for the opportunity, and then we seize it because I know one thing for sure about opportunity. Mm -hmm. They are passing And we may not get them again. And, you know, the fact that you are a late bloomer, everyone, I'm using my air quotes, you're still a bloomer. And it's just amazing where this journey has taken you. So many, so many, uh, so many great takeaways from just the journey to this pivotal moment in your life. I love how you said I finally, I finally realized my gift and you had had it your entire life, even yeah. as a child, but you mm-hmm. finally realized it. And you said, I'm always the last to know, even about myself. Um, and I think so many people do miss what they're really good at because they, they don't realize it. They don't see it as talents and gifts. They just think mm-hmm. it's something that everyone is natural at. But that is not how our talents work. And you said not only was it a gift for me, but it was a gift for me to give. And that is definitely a great message. I I say all the time that the world needs what we have to offer. And you're Mm -hmm. such a shining example of, okay, I have realized I am funny. Like, (laughs) doggone it, I'm funny. And it was no surprise to everyone else. And you got very intentional with how to put that into the world. One of my Mm -hmm. favorite quotes is Dr. Martin Seligman. And he said that the purpose of life is to discover our gifts, but the meaning of life is to give those gifts away. That's right. I I love all of everything about this story. And it's so inspirational because this was after you had been a stay-at-home mom. And this was after you were, you know, an empty nester. And it's also interesting to me that you thought, I'll go sign up for this. But I bet Billy will think, uh, that's your husband, will think I've lost my mind and he'll kind of squash it. Well, he did not squash your dreams. He was like, sure, why not? Let's do this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And it was so good to have support and people around you. Surround yourself with people that that lift you up and, and say, you know, yeah, go for it. Why not go yes. for it? Yes. You know, that's really important, I think. And yeah. also, I was 47 years old when this all happened. And so it's not like I was you know, a young, you know, somebody young showing up on stage. And, um, and I, 
I, I And to go back to something that you also said that, that I had said earlier about looking for the opportunities that are there, even though I called the comedy club, I was looking for a different opportunity, right? Oh, yeah. I had called for something else. And then, and then the opportunity that was trying to find me yeah. found me in that moment. It was, you know, because I was looking for something else that I didn't know that, I was, you know, yeah. the real thing that. I was searching for it was I love it. That's that's how that is how you know plans and purpose find us. I mean, we think we're looking for one thing, and then yeah. you know, God really opens the doors, and we yeah. have to have that faith to walk through it. And yes. like you said, we need that support group. Oh my goodness, Sunny, there's so much more that we are going to unpack. I think this is a really great spot because um, to take a short, short little break because our listeners are probably just laughing and they're listening and they're thinking about, you know, now what? Now yeah. what? Not like, oh, now what? But like, yeah. now what do I get to do? And I love that message. So everyone, you just meditate on that for a couple of minutes. We are going to take a very, very short break, but don't go anywhere because we've got much more with Sunny Brown when we come back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good, Good Life with Jan Jones. 
If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone. We are with Sunny Brown, uh, comedian, actress, writer. I mean, she does it all. And we are hearing about this, this part of her life where she bloomed a little later than what would be typically expected. She just shared she was 47 when she decided to pursue a career in the arts and her talents and her gifts for comedy, which Everyone, it doesn't matter when you discover them, but make sure you're looking to discover your gifts and talents. So it is truly fascinating and it is heartwarming and it is hilarious and there are so many life lessons. So um, we left off with Sunny where she had gone to an open mic, not realizing it was a competition, her first one ever. She wins the competition and now she's got to go up against all the other winners at the big competition. So Sunny, let's pick up there with what happened at this big show. Okay. Well, uh, so two weeks later I go and I don't, you know, I'm just not a part of that world. I don't know really what to expect. I just think I'm going and I'm, I'm planning on doing the same set that I had done that won me, you know, two weeks prior. And so this is a big, uh, there's over 300 people in the room. And so we're all back there in the in the green room they call they call the backstage room where you're waiting to go on stage they call it that the green room and so we're back there and I'm really only one of two women (laughs) back there and the rest are our guys and somebody decides to start going around and asking you know who you are where you're from and how long you've been doing it so I start hearing Oh, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. I've been doing it for two years. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I've been doing it for four years. I'm from Mississippi. I'm from Kentucky, Arkansas. You know, four years, three years, five years. And they get to me and, you know, just being honest. And I said, two weeks ago, and I was laughing, you know. And Jan, I cannot tell you, the room turned ice cold. The, it was such a, a chill came over the room, daggers from their eyes. It was, they did not think it was funny at all. It, it, Mm. what I came to realize is they thought I did not belong there. Mm. I had not paid my dues. What was I doing there? Who did I think I was? This was serious. What was, you know, and I have to say it got into my head. It was so unexpected. I mean, I was so new. It was only the second time in my life I'd ever done something I'd never even thought of before. (laughs) And I had to go out on that stage in front of 300 people. And for six minutes, I bombed. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It was crickets. It was the most painful, long six minutes of my life. And, uh, I, and I'm sure was, that you you began you began to get filled with doubt, right? 
Oh, I, I completely doubted. I believed that I didn't belong there. What was I doing? I was, well, I mean, it was, I, I'd lost my mind. I, what was I doing there? I mean, all of that negativity and that negative energy came, I absorbed it. I absorbed it into my mind and I, I just failed. I just <laughs> bombed out on, and in front of 300 people. And Ugh. so I painful walk of shame across that stage went back, you know, and I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to come out, you know, after the show. I didn't want, to, I didn't want anybody to see me. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it took me, really, it took me a little while to understand mm. and realize what had happened, to tell you the truth. Uh, it wasn't just an instant uh, realization. Oh, those people got you know. It, it, it when I was when I was sitting and really evaluating and thinking and and it just it dawned on me. I realized I had let their their negative thoughts about me mm -hmm. infect me. And once I realized that, I was like, oh, that's what happened. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I've got to get back out there. And I did. You know, I was able to just move on but it did take a, a few weeks to tell you the truth and i yeah. always thought i should, after that i thought i should have said you've been doing this for five years and you're just here <laughs> <laughs> it just took me two weeks no <laughs> it only took me two weeks to win the yeah. decision right yeah. but you know that is such a valuable lesson that we yeah. do not need to let other people set the agenda for our life and we yes. do not need to let the naysayers and those negative people and you know there could have been you know some jealousy I'm, I'm sure jealousy was a huge part of that reaction that they had been working so hard for years but you know I think it's another testament to when you're really in your zone of your talents you know, there, there, there is no time limit to when it can start having an impact on people. And I'm exactly. so happy to hear that after you reflected and look, you, you sat in your feelings for a little while and you mm -hmm. tried to figure out what happened. You had done so well with the same set. And you just didn't do as well, like you said, when that negative energy and those negative words, they you you absorbed them. I love how you put it. I absorbed that. And yes. so to be able to really stand up and say, you know what, I'm, this is not going to defeat me or stop me from living my dreams, because I think so many people are not living their dreams because they're living their fears. Oh, that's a good way to put that. Yes, and, I think you're right. And yes. you didn't let that happen. And you know, <laughs> you've talked a lot about um, the support system and how important it is. And I'm pretty sure I know who your number one fan is. And that is yes. your husband, Billy. Yes. And I want you to share with the audience because... You have picked yourself up. And I mean, I read a tiny, tiny portion of all the things you have done since that open mic competition. You have yeah. written shows. You have performed and you have starred in movies. You've got pilot shows. Like, it is amazing. Tell our listeners and me 
how all of this impacted your family, your kids, your marriage. Like share just a little insight into that because, you know, this was a big pivot. A big change, yes. Well, um, actually, my son was already off at college, so he really did not... He was not around. He had gone to college across the country. So he wasn't coming home and around to see the the change, you know. But my daughter was a senior in high school when this all actually started taking place. And I remember her coming (laughs) to my first one-woman show. And she told me that on the way there, she was saying, oh, please let mommy be funny. Oh, please let mommy be funny. Please let them laugh. Oh, please let them laugh. And of course, when it was, it was so successful and everybody loves it and they laugh, laugh, laugh. I mean, she was just so relieved for me, you know, she, (laughs) and I thought that was so sweet, you know, she, she was worried. That is, that is so cute that she was basically praying for laughter. Yeah. Let mom be funny. Please let mom be funny. Yes. You know, it is it is interesting how when we are doing things and we have our family unit, um, we are representing that family unit, our spouses, our children, our parents, right? And um, so I'm, I'm sure that, that they were a little on edge, like, oh my goodness, what is mom doing? Like, what is Sunny doing here, you know? Yes. And, you know, I, truly, some of the material is things that I really would have fun with them growing up with their kids when they were kids. You know, I do have some, you know, a lot of material you get from life. funnier than real life, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So they're they're like, oh, yes, mom, you know, and, and laughing and rolling their eyes. And my son, actually, when he did first start seeing and hearing some of my jokes, because, you know, um, a lot of my my on stage persona and character is in this bubbly blonde, kind of this ditzy blonde, dumb blonde kind of that is actually saying things that make sense, but in this crazy sort of way. And my son was like, "Yes, mom, that is funny, but you sound so dumb." He was worried about me sounding dumb, and I said, "But I wrote it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wrote it." <laughs> So, uh, you know, he, he, that was his comment. He was worried that people would think I was really dumb. You know, <laughs> you know, isn't that so interesting that you're like, I, this is, this is almost like a character I've created for myself. Yeah. Although yes. I also, I do love Sunny that you really are pulling from real life because you, <laughs> you've already shared, like, I'm always the last one to know even about my own gifts and talents. Right. Yeah. Um, and- you know, something else that's so funny, Jan, is that um, after I perform, almost after every show, there'll be uh, somebody of, of a certain generation, an older generation, and they will come up to me and they will say, I know you don't know who she is, but you remind me of Gracie Allen. No way. Yes. Yes. And so I looked up Gracie Allen not too many years ago. You know, I've been I've been doing this for about 10 years now. So I when I had, you know, the the Internet (laughs) came up and I knew who that I was a comedian and I looked her up. And it's so strange that her comedy, it, my comedy is so much like hers. And, my, and it comes from real life. And my parents used to call me Gracie. And I can 
understand. I can see that because it is such a parallel and people wow. recognize that. And like, it's very strange. Yes. That's so funny. It has completely come full circle. Yes. I mean, and you know, I love that it did come full circle. <laughs> Your humor was very healing to you, even unbeknownst to you. Like you said, you're the last to know. But your yes. humor was very healing during very challenging years and growing up in your life. And now it is healing for others. And it it lightens people's load when they get to see your shows or watch your movies and your performances. And it really does have the power to bring people together. And, you know, and I, well, thank you for saying that. And I do like comedy that is, um, you know, I don't get political. There's people that do, you know, political comedy and that are great at it. And there's people that do really topical and mine is much more situational observational comedy that we can all relate to. And mm. talking about your gift to give, my husband will walk by sometimes and he'll hear me laughing in my office while I'm writing and typing. And, and I feel so happy and satisfied that I could just put that in my desk drawer and feel feel great. And then I realized, mm -hmm. oh, but that's not my end of the bargain is that I have to put this back out there and give it back out there. Yes. What a beautiful mm -hmm. message that when we are discovering these gifts and talents, mm -hmm. and like you said, it's not, it's not your end of the bargain. Like we yes. are supposed to put it out there. Again, yes. the world needs what you have to offer, what I have to offer, what every yes. single one of you listening has mm -hmm. to offer. The world needs you and your gifts. And I That's hope right. that everyone is taking Sunny's journey to heart about pursuing your dreams and not living your fears and, you know, taking those chances, walking out in faith. People mm -hmm. have heard me talk about recognizing our talents. And one way to, to recognize a talent is there is a yearning inside of you. There is a desire yes. to do something. And like Sunny's desire, it was something that, you know, she really didn't think would happen. It was kind of crazy to her. She had had kind of a conventional life. And this is an unconventional profession, right? It's unpredictable and all of that. But even growing up, you used the word uncertainty. And mm -hmm. do you look back now and see that, that was almost like preparation and training for the uncertainty of this profession because you win some and you lose some. You you get the audition and then you don't get it sometimes. And, you know, how just really briefly, because I, I want us to end with people knowing where they can find you. But, you know, how how do you deal with that? The I hate this word, but kind of the rejection of life. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I didn't really think about myself that that uncertainty growing up was laid, laying the groundwork for dealing with uncertainty in this. Well, very good, Jan. Um, I did. Getting it from you. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, you know what? And I say I'm always uncomfortable. I, mean, I feel like I'm always yeah. uncomfortable. And so I think that you do have to figure out how to, as they say, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. 
or yeah. else you, you'll never get out there and try something different mm. and new. And truly, it's not the end of the world if you go and fail in front of 300 people. It's, it's, it's really not. It isn't. It? You're, you're living proof that it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, I, this has been such a delight and a joy to have you on the show. Um, I want everyone to know how they can connect with you and where you are performing. Can you give just a, a quick, because I know there's a lot that you're getting ready to do here in the holiday season. Um, so just give a little brief, uh, you know, a minute rundown of uh, what you're doing and how we can connect so, with you. Well, thank you, Jan. Um, well, immediately I have coming up, I am doing, I'm performing and hosting a, a benefit show uh, called Community, for the Community of Hope. It's in Shelby County, Alabama, outside of Birmingham. And they're a fantastic organization and it's called Hope to Laugh. So yeah. I hope you'll come and I hope you will laugh. <laughs> Yes, we will. That is how can people connect with you? Yes. uh, Well, you can go to my website. That's www.itsreallysunny.com. And um, I'm really active on Instagram and it's at It's Really Sunny and uh, my Facebook page. And you can get all that from my website at itsreallysunny.com. And I have a, a... Christmas variety show coming up at the Homewood Theater in Birmingham, Alabama, the uh, very first weekend in December. And that's going to be a jazzy Christmas comedy variety show. And that's so much fun. So those two things uh, right away are coming up uh, for the rest of this year. Yeah, and, thank you, Sunny. And I know there are so many more. I hope people yeah. will come to Alabama to see you and the ones that live here. Go check it out. It's really sunny is her website, her Instagram. So go check her out. And remember, everyone, you should aim for the moon. If you miss, you may just hit a star. And that is exactly what Sunny has done. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. It has been such a fun, fun, sunny show today. And I hope you all enjoy this good, good life and love living and live loving. Thank you, Sunny, for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jan. Thank you to your listeners. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.